Hello and welcome. Can you believe it? It's February already, February 7th, 2024. Uh, this is Tanya Gaw. I'm the founder of Action for Canada, and this is the weekly news update. Aren't you just excited? I mean, this is a new year, 2024. We're only into February and big things are happening. I like to start with our uh, map of, of, of um, Action for Canada nationwide. As you will see, if you are new and this is the first time that you're becoming aware of Action for Canada, every single one of these beautiful little dots with a maple leaf is a chapter. You can scroll down the page if you go under Join, right here to A4C Chapters, you'll land on this page. And if you scroll down the page, you can click on one of the provinces and then you will hopefully find a chapter within your community. If you can't find one, please consider registering as a volunteer and becoming a leader and uh, because, you know, we're working as a united body every time Action for Canada launches an initiative, all of our chapter leaders are working together across the nation with the same initiative, whether it is fighting the 15 minute cities, whether it's on behalf of our kids and getting all of the sexual orientation out of the classrooms. I mean, it's just absolutely an amazing process. Our chapter leaders meet together all um, on a Monday we talk strategy, we talk about, uh, you know, how each one of them are doing in their community. If you decide to become a chapter leader, you are entering into the Action for Canada family, and it's really exciting to be a part of this. We're having a huge impact, and we'd love to have you on our team. And if you can only give of your time and volunteer, handing out the flyers outside of schools, for instance, to parents, uh, warning them about what their kids are being taught, you have no idea what an impact you could make in a child's life by by um, joining with Action for Canada and being a part of that. So please consider becoming a member today. All right, also on our Rumble, please also uh, subscribe to our Rumble page. We are not on YouTube. Uh, we've had up to 1.3 million views on one of our um, interviews with John Euler in the hundreds of thousands with others as the video gets out there, but we rely on you in getting our information and our resources out to the general public. All right, this is going to be a big night tonight. If you're watching the weekly news update, be sure to go to the description because following the weekly update, we go into the Empower Hour and, I, and our guest tonight is Ted Koontz from Vaccine Choice Canada. We're going to be talking about our legal actions and uh, about Rocco and where we're headed in the courts. It's going to be a powerful Empower Hour. We're going to talk about a few more things as well. So make sure that uh, you click on the link below and join us. All right, so under our menu, under legal, you can click on the first link and you'll come to legal update call to action. On February 14th, next week, Wednesday, we are headed to the Court of Appeal and we're hoping that if you're in the area, you'll join us. If not, there is going to be, I'm being told a Zoom link that will be provided to us and on the day of, some are saying you get it five minutes, you know, before the court opens, etc. But we're going to have one of our team members making sure that that Zoom link will be on this page if you want to attend via Zoom. All right, that's just uh, what our legal action updates page looks like. We are constantly, if we have an update to give, it will be on this page. The updates are sometimes few and far between because, of course, there's a lot of delays trying to get into the courts. But we are relentless and we're moving forward and we're praying for really good results as of February 14th and being before the Court of Appeal. 
All right. I want to get into some good news. Um, as many of you already may have known, I talked about this last week. Uh, there are premiers that are finally stepping up for parental rights and for our kids. I personally don't think it goes far enough. I think there's still too much political pandering going on to acknowledge transgenderism at all is uh, just a big mistake. All right. We can't buy into this language. There's no such thing as a trans kid. It's wonderful that Daniel Smith is saying that she's going to restrict gender transitions in minors. I personally believe that nobody should have the ability to have their bodily body mutilated, to have perfectly good body parts cut off. Mutilation is a criminal code offense in Canada. And anybody that wants to have their body parts cut off, they, there's got to be something psychologically going on where they need assistance. And I think it's cruel. I think it is incredibly cruel to put somebody through that and uh, so sad that somebody would be struggling within themselves. And generally, it goes back to trauma. All right. A lot of times it's childhood trauma, whether it's sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. We need to get to the bottom of the problem. One of the biggest problems in every single province in this nation is that they have implemented the comprehensive sexuality education. So let's stop uh, treating the cancer and let's remove the tumor. All right. The tumor is SOGI123. The tumor is the WinSex Ed. Let's get this out of the school systems. And uh, we're counting on you to apply pressure to your MLAs or MPP, depending on which province you're in, if they're called an MLA or MPP. Uh, but that's what we should be calling for. They need to go back to traditional uh, teaching, to traditional learning. We always say it, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Those are good things, right? Not all of this uh, so social justice, which is calling the destruction of our kids. Okay, down in Australia, another good news report. Some of you may have heard about it, but there was a, a tribunal that determined that this fellow Daniel Shepard's employment was a significant contributing cause to his injury. He had a vaccine injury, which has since rendered him incapable of performing his role at work. This is incredible news, and I think that it will be used and as, as an example in many court cases moving forward. Okay, as well, in Alberta, payouts coming for hundreds of Alberta health workers impacted by COVID-19 vaccine rules. Now, I think it was like $5,000. That's not near enough for the trauma that they have put healthcare workers through in the last three and four years, but you know, it's a start. And to me, it's a start of them admitting that what they've done is wrong. So another good news report. I'm loving this. <laughs> All right. I love being on Twitter and looking up what's going on in the UK. There are the French protests and the German protests, but this is manure on this police officer. And you know what? If you're going to stand on the side of wrong, uh, you're going to pay the consequences for it. It could be much worse, of course. It's just a bit, a little bit of manure. But they're coming in. These farmers are coming in and uh, they mean business. They're coming in with their heavy duty tractors and equipment and they're disrupting, they're moving around, blockades from police. And this is what it's going to take. All right. This is uh, absolute civil disobedience is a long honored tradition when faced with tyrannical governments. This is just showing that the Irish are involved and again, the farmers in Portugal. And I'm keeping an eye on what's going on in Texas. The government has pledged more razor wire it, um, I was watching a, a Twitter feed today, and where the ri 
uh, razor wire has been put. There was zero migrants, illegal immigrants trying to cross the border where there would be lineups of tens of thousands. They were unable to cross. Thank God for Governor uh, Abbott. Okay, so this is just an example of what it looks like with the wire. And then I just wanted to show this map of Texas. I mean, their border is huge in Mexico. And of course, they've got to protect their water as well. But that's a massive amount of border to be protecting. And, you know, we'd hope that Arizona and New Mexico will also get on board. It's got to happen. I don't think we have a hope in asking California to get involved with this. And then, of course, as you go east, uh, there's waterways and into Florida, and they've all got to protect their borders as well. But thank goodness for Texas. I think that's the beginning of the end. I think it's 25 states the governors are supporting Governor Abbott. So this is good news. Here we go as well. This was a warning. Anti-made advocate says euthanasia is out of control in Canada. I was shocked with these details. These are things I'm bringing to your attention because you need to make them election issues. We need to get these maniacs out of office. The findings reported in a blog post by Euthanasia Prevention. That's Alex uh, Schellenberg, great guy. Shocking that in the past year, 15% of Quebecers who received euthanasia were not terminally ill. Let that sink in. And of course, Trudeau government wants to have it in place for those who are depressed, right? And having uh, mental health issues. 16,000 Canadians have been euthanized 2023 and more than 60,000 euthanized uh, since they first legalized it. This is a big problem. They're not only killing everybody off uh, in their world population control through the deadly jab, they're doing it through euthanasia. This is murder. Catholic Church is taking a stand. If you don't know that, they're uh, going to court. They want an exemption. Nobody should be exempt from this. It's a no-brainer. And there should be nobody euthanizing anybody in this country. Again, a Vancouver wo- woman files negligent suits over e-bikes. The reason I'm saying this, I live near a school and I see on those little scooters, kids going to school all the time now on their little e-scooters. And these batteries are dangerous. I've seen them on fire in condos. Somebody had a camera. I hate it. But (laughs) think about this. Somebody has a camera inside their house. All right. Do you know that with AI and all the intelligence, they can just kind of tap into that and see what you're doing? Don't have a camera in your house. The only way it was uh, of any use is by showing us that these things are blowing up inside people's home. If you have them in your garage, if I were you, I'd take them back and I'd say, you know what? I want my money back. I'm hearing these things are blowing up and they're a danger. Anyways. All right. That's a warning. Okay. Gotta love this. Uh, CTV news as planet warms, (laughs) as planet warms, ferocious snowfalls like the one that hit Nova Scotia could increase. All right, as planet warms, okay, ferocious snowfalls. Do you see this? Then they go on as if this is some, you know, huge anomaly. Of course, they're saying it's all connected to climate change. Uh, But I went and did a little research here. And back in 1999, all right, 145 centimeters fell in Tetzel Lake in BC. All right, this is not uncommon. It's horrible. I feel really bad. Our very own Dan Vachon, you know, Pastor Dan Vachon, Pepper Dan, Okay, he's living there right now. He's doing a lot of digging. I think he has some machines helping him out. But, but this is not uncommon uh, to have that amount of snow. But of course, everybody is screaming about the climate change. Okay, another warning. Get your kids out of school, right? They're now uh, helping kids do uh, what's called a declare independence from parents, all right? They're, they're having kids uh, make out declarations and that somehow their, their parents or the authority in their lives are a problem. This is a problem, what they're doing to our kids in the school. Between DEI 
and all the sexualization and grooming of our kids. Please do your best. Action for Canada is trying to help you get your kids out of school under resources. Please look at our parent webinars. We did a nine-week series recently. It was phenomenal. And uh, it is to assist parents in how to talk to their kids about the sexualization of what's going on, the worldview of all of this. And it's uh, really, really incredible. So if you click on that parent webinars, you'll come to this page and you scroll down and here is the series. Highly recommend that you go in there. If you're a parent or caregiver of your kids, watch it, share it. Please share our stuff. All right, we've got phenomenal stuff and we always have solutions. We're not just reporting on things. We're mobilizing you. <laughs> okay, so mobilizing is key work. Don't, don't let us sit back and let us do all the work for you. All right, under current issues, I'm bringing this up, homeschooling revolution. What we've also done is we're equipping you with uh, resources, information, so that you pull your kids out of school. You go to homeschool association directory. We have vetted amazing homeschool associations provincially, and we also have a homeschool lead that could help you out. All right. We care about our kids. They're the future of our nation. All right. Now, this was just so amazing back in January when Judge Mosley had uh, very specifically ruled and decided that Trudeau had abused his authority and violated Canadians' constitutional charter rights. It was, uh, it's going to be go going down in history. Amazing decision. All right, it's changing the world. But guess what? Maybe some of you have heard the big headline yesterday that these four men that have been held in remand center in custody for two years, two of them struck a deal yesterday and um, are going to be, are, are released. I think they were released yesterday and very possibly maybe there will be the two others will follow. This whole thing has been so criminal and cruel what has happened to these men. And uh, rather than me go into detail, if any of you are not familiar with Viva Fry, he was a lawyer uh, who's, who's gone rogue and, and, and uh, he's out here on the front line and helping to bring awareness about all things COVID, all things uh, tyranny regarding the government. But he really went on a positive, I'd say a very good rant. And so I'm not going to go on to a rant about these coots, men. I'm going to allow Viva Fry to do that. So we'll play that video right now. This is the most important news coming out of Canada since the federal court ruled Justin Trudeau's invocation of the Emergencies Act was unlawful and unreasonable. Viva Fry, former Montreal litigator turned current Florida rumbler, and if I look unhappy, it's because I am. This is some of the best news coming out of Canada in a while. It's the most important news coming out of Canada since the federal court ruled that Justin Trudeau's invocation of the Emergencies Act was unreasonable and unlawful. The news today is that two of the four men colloquially referred to as the Coots Four, the four men charged with conspiracy to commit homicide against an RCMP officer. It was one of the principal reasons for which the Emergencies Act was invoked. It was one of the cornerstones elements, justifications of Commissioner Rouleau's ratification of Justin Trudeau's invocation of the Emergencies Act. Two of the four men today pleaded guilty to gun-related charges. We'll get to it in a bit. They pleaded guilty, and from what I understand, they are being released now if they haven't already been released for time served. Now, why am I so angry in light of this otherwise good news you might be asking yourself? Two of the four men, Jerry Morin and Chris Lysak, pleaded guilty to gun-related charges, one as relates to a restricted firearm, the other one as relates to trafficking firearms. These are relative 
only serious firearms charges, but all firearms charges in Canada are very serious. I have often said that the firearms laws and penalties in Canada have absolutely zero to do with protecting the public and are only intended to basically criminalize gun ownership and deter private citizens from owning guns because the penalties are so onerous if you violate any of the many laws. If you store your firearm loaded, if you don't have a proper finger lock on it, if you transport a restricted firearm without getting authorization of whatever authority needs to give you permission to transport a restricted firearm, that being a small arm. The laws are many and the penalties are so severe it is just a deterrent to not buy a gun in the first place for fear that you might accidentally inadvertently break the law and then run the risk of years in prison. So it's not nothing that Jerry Morin and Chris Lysak pleaded guilty to firearm related charges. It's not nothing, but it has nothing to do with the original charges of conspiracy to commit homicide against an RCMP officer. I tweeted out earlier today, this is a full capitulation by the Crown as relates to the original charges. That's not spin. I'm not trying to make something good out of something bad. It is the truth. It is a full capitulation by the Crown that their original charges were absolutely bullcrap. Jason Levine MP initially tweeted, the information I have at this time is Jerry Morin pled guilty to criminal code 88-1, possession of a weapon. Chris Lysak pled guilty to criminal code 95-1, possession of a loaded firearm. Neither pled guilty to criminal code 4651A, conspiracy to murder, or 431C mischief. And I replied as follows. If this is true, it's amazing news and nothing shy of total capitulation by the Crown, and I'm not trying to spin anything. It would be total capitulation by the Crown, evidence of the grotesque injustice, and confirmation of malicious prosecution, and two years of inhumane torture. These are charges that even a law-abiding gun owner could unwittingly be guilty of. I have long said the Canadian gun laws are intended to criminalize possession, not protect the public. But if these are the charges the Crown allowed them to plead guilty to, this could have been done two years ago without putting them through the torture of years of pretrial detention on absolute bogus, trumped-up, quote, conspiracy to commit murder, end quote, charges. An absolute injustice perpetrated against these Canadian political prisoners. It is a full capitulation after two years of pretrial detention. These gentlemen have been in remand. For two years, denied bail because there were such threats to society. They had been held in solitary confinement, which I am told counts three days for one for time served. These gentlemen are going to be released from jail for time served after having pleaded guilty to firearms charges while the Crown drops the bulk of the charges, the bulk of the charges that served as the basis for invoking the Emergencies Act in the first place, that served as the justification for Commissioner Hulot to come to the finding that Justin Trudeau was justified in invoking the Emergencies Act. You will recall that Commissioner Hulot said, well, there was this very serious situation in Coots, Alberta, where four men were charged with conspiracy to commit homicide. By the way, bear in mind that there was a very important publication ban gag order on this trial so that people were left thinking, holy crap, Apples, this was so serious. There must be some damning information in there. Damning information that after two years, the Crown fully capitulates, allows these men to plead guilty to relatively innocuous firearm charges and lets them out two of the four on time served. Chris Lysak just celebrated his 50th birthday in jail. He's got two kids that have been living without a father for two years and and they now, after two years of pretrial detention, remand, agree to let them plead guilty to these charges and be released. Where was this offer two years ago? This is not the sign of a crown that had a strong case and was ready to go to trial in the spring as they were scheduled to do. This is a sign of a crown that finally, after two years of digging away, chipping away at their misconduct, they finally said, holy crap, if we go to trial, we are going to get hammered. Let's let them plead guilty to a lesser charge so that we can claim some form of moral victory. Well, they pleaded guilty to pretty innocuous gun charges that any law-abiding, good-intentioned gun owner could have been guilty of by accident. And why do I say that? I'm not protecting two people that I happen to believe were innocent from the beginning. I say that because
because it's entirely reasonable that somebody forgets that they had a gun in a backpack when they went out. It's entirely plausible that people forget they had a loaded firearm in the car because they were hunting and forgot to unload. It might be negligent, it might be reckless, it might be whatever, but it is entirely reasonable that even a good-intentioned, law-abiding citizen could be found guilty of these charges. So these gentlemen now, after having spent two years in jail, and not actually in jail because if they had been convicted, they would have had more rights than they had in remand. After two years in remand, 70-some-odd days in solitary confinement for one of them. The other one I know spent time in solitary confinement. Well, now they are free to go having pled guilty to relatively innocuous charges compared to the serious ones that were initially levied against them. This is not justice at last. Yay, they got their freedom. They've learned a lesson. This is confirmation of the injustice. This is confirmation of the malicious prosecution, the political prisoners that Justin Trudeau's regime has been holding hostage for two years to justify their bullcrap invocation of the Emergencies Act. They got what they needed out of Commissioner Rouleau's hearing. Oh, these four big bad boys accused of conspiracy to commit murder because apparently they sat down with a cute young female police officer, had a few beers and might have said some stupid things. That was the bulk of the incriminating information against them. From what I understand, but who knows? We weren't allowed hearing about it because there was a publication ban. After Commissioner Hulot got whatever propaganda he needed in order to ratify Justin Trudeau's invocation of the act. After the federal court just declared it unlawful and unreasonable, well now Trudeau has no more need for these political prisoners and my goodness, if this goes to trial, we might really see evidence of actual real prosecutorial misconduct. Let's let them plead, get them out of there, and hope this goes away. This is not going away. Now is the time there needs to be an investigation as to how this prosecution happened in the first place. And you Trudeau-loving sycophants who might think Justin Justice was served. Oh, they learned a lesson. This is not how a free country can work. These were actual political prisoners held hostage for two years, let go when their use was no longer there, when it would have been exposure to go to trial. There needs to be a full and complete investigation as to what the prosecution did here, what prosecutorial misconduct there was, because from what I understand, there was evidence of prosecutorial misconduct, and there needs to be political hell to pay for whoever was responsible for this, because these two men had two years of their lives stolen. Their kids had two years of parenthood stolen, and there are still two more sitting rotting away in jail, but if I can predict anything, I'm predicting that these two are going to strike a deal as well, because if two of the four have been let out on charges, despite the conspiracy to commit murder, logic should have it that the other two stand to have the same fate. Time will tell, and I think we're going to see sooner than later, but there needs to be an investigation. This is not justice at last. This is confirmation of the injustice, and everyone should be up in arms. I don't care who you are. There you go. Up in arms, he says, a metaphor for protesting vigorously, not literally. Uh, When we take a look at what it is that uh, the government has done here, I mean, he talks about that, uh, the exposure, uh, if they were to go to trial, of what really went on. And uh, as they've done with cases in the past, they shuffle them along. Nothing to see here. Let's cut a deal. I was so discouraged yesterday, to be honest, when I had heard about this. I was so confused. I thought, why did they cut a deal? And then when uh, my friend sent me Viva Fry's video, I thought, yeah, I can't even put that into words. I think that he did an amazing job of it. I think there's more to come on this. And um, I just pray that ultimately justice will prevail in this country on so many different levels. All right, we're almost ready to go to the Empower Hour. I saw this quote today, men fight for liberty and win it with hard knocks. Their children brought up easy, let it slip away again, poor fools, and their grandchildren are once more slaves. Well, we're not going to let this happen. This country is fighting people around the world are fighting against the tyranny and we need all hands on deck. 
you can no longer, uh, you know, turn a blind eye to this and, and just think about your own comforts. We need you on the front lines fighting this battle with us. And talking about fighting the battle, we have Ted Koontz on the Empower Hour tonight. And so um, I'm going to bring the weekly news update to an end. But I want to close with this verse, Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. So these are things that the Lord hates, and there is justice when the Lord rises up. But we have to turn to him. We have to trust him. We have to appeal to him, and we need to get our lives right before him so that he can help us straighten out Canada. All right. Thanks for joining me on the weekly update. We'll see you next week. And don't forget, go to the description and watch the Empower Hour. Thank you. Druthers is Canada's largest, most loved, independent, people-powered newspaper. Now with over eight and a half million copies printed and distributed coast to coast by concerned Canadians like you. Please donate, subscribe, volunteer, get involved. Together we can save this country. If you stand for freedom, go to www.druthers.net. Today's episode was sponsored by Galatians 5-1 Freedom Coffee. Galatians 5-1 is the first freedom-fighting coffee company focused on bringing unity back into community by bridging the divide with Gourmet Coffee. It goes beyond fueling the fight for freedom. Action for Canada receives 10% of all coffee sales made. Galatians 5-1 offer a wide selection of coffee products. Go to Galatians 5-1 Freedom.Coffee to choose your own personal coffee experience made just for you.
So I 